The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is. Scotty Sattler, Matty Rogers for a Monday night edition. Welcome to the show. It's been a huge day. It's been a huge weekend of sport, not only in rugby league. Of course, the AFL and New Zealand Warriors and the Melbourne Storm, will they advance? We have the final four now in the NRL and the AFL all playing out this weekend to go to a grand final. I love that the NRL and AFL grand finals on the same weekend. Yeah, they were good. it's a good weekend, isn't it? It's outstanding, yeah, yeah. outstanding. What a great trip that would be. Wall- Wallabies humbled overnight as well against uh, the Fijians early this morning, I should say, Australian time, as I introduce Matty Rogers, who he's not going to tee off just yet, but he's got some very strong opinions about that result and what's happening in Australian rugby at the moment. How are you, Rat? I'm good. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He's very flat today. Well, He's I'm very not, flat. I, I stayed up and I watched that game last night and then I went back to – actually, I couldn't go back to sleep. I didn't get back to sleep till about 6, 6.30 in the morning. Of course, you were so oh, I was, annoyed with the I results. Was, yeah, I was very frustrated. Yep. Very frustrated. Um, yeah, disappointing. You're going to give we'll us a wrap-up we'll a little bit that. later on. Mm. Welcome to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, all our SEN frequencies, whether it's in Sydney – in Queensland, Brisbane, the Gold Coast, uh, all our regional areas as well, listening through Fanatic, Track, the SEN app, that's you, Stormy Daniel, and many others as well. And, of course, New Zealand listeners, SENZ, you would be up and about, excited about what happened with the Warriors on Saturday afternoon. That was amazing scenes at Mount Smart Stadium, I've got to say. Some of those scenes, what about the scenes of Sean Johnson leaving the field early and walking Along the front of the grandstand. That's awesome. Yeah. He's, he did, uh, no, he did not, say in an interview that it's the it's one of the, one of if not the best moment of his career. Well, it'll, it'll be something that he'll, he'll keep with him forever. You yeah. Know, those memories. I, I remember times in games, and I remember walking around Stadium Australia after the two thousand and three World Cup semi when we beat New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was like something I'll never ever forget. Yep. Just the emotion and the elation and. You know, I mean, we hadn't got the job done yet, and we, we we didn't. But but that moment still stays, will stay with me forever. Um, well, the and the Kiwi fans will be happy too. The All Blacks got back in the winner's circle over the weekend. They yeah. beat, beat Namibia comfortably. Hundred odd? Nah, no, not yet. Seventy odd on them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Made a few changes. I, I thought good changes actually. Now Glenn's on the text line already. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Our New Zealand listeners, and we've had plenty since broadcasting to. New Zealand. Uh, tell us about your thoughts. Did you go to the game? If you live in Auckland or those surrounding areas, did you go to the game on Saturday? Tell us about your experience. Just tell us how proud you are. My mother-in-law texted me yesterday, who mm-hmm. knows nothing about rugby league. And she lives down the bottom of the South Island. You're on the bandwagon? Oh, she said, how good <laughs> How good are the Warriors? It's so exciting. Now, that's in the South Island oh, yeah. where it is primarily rugby. It is all rugby down the bottom of the South Island near Dunedin. Yep. So. She's a very proud supporter as well. So, Kiwi listeners, double eight, double three, tell us about your side and how you're feeling at the moment going to this week's clash against the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium. We're going to get into that as well when it comes to like it or lump it. Daddy Vass, how are you? Yeah, good boys. How's your weekend? Yeah, pretty good. You got, ticket, you, you got tickets? You got your tickets? You're a mad Broncos week? fan. Have you bought tickets? I have. You I have. have. You I got bought some? them this afternoon. Wow. Yeah, secured some. Oh, because you remember, so you would have got early tickets. You remember, yeah. <laughs> So you're not oh, a member. not a member. Oh, boys, I was a member. Oh, right. I was a member. What, so just when they got the wooden spoon a few years ago, you thought, stuff, and I'm not going to follow No, I'm not, I'm not one of those cowards. Um, 
Yeah, no, mum, just... mum just threw the towel in. Uh, what I do think... you mean, mum? Well, you're you an adult, aren't you? You know you're you know you're in your mid twenties. <laughs> yeah, you know, you make decisions for <laughs> well, yourself. We, as a family, we were we were members. We'd go up every every home game. So yeah. since oh. you become an adult and not relying <laughs> and, on your and parents, and you have to spend your money. Yeah, yeah. things changed a bit. <laughs> Why don't you just get the Miss Oda boy one for your birthday or something? Yeah, that's a good Christmas. Show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. After we win the, win the premiership. So, are you, as a Bronco fan, playing the Warriors this week, are you nervous, excited? Concerned. What's your worry? Nah, nah, we got it. You're pretty confident, yeah. aren't you? Oh, wow. Why yep. are you so confident? Oh, just... Oh, Renault, Paddy, Payne. I don't... Boys, I don't see a weakness in the Broncos' side. Mm, okay. I think. Yep. Yeah, across the park, mm. as I look, 1-13... to 13, uh, even the benchies coming on, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's probably just the flamboyancy of Sean Johnson that that does kind of worry me a bit. So he's taken that flamboyancy out of his game since he's lost a lot of speed. It's more about quality for him now. Well, his passing game is oh, on on yeah, point. Yeah, the way they ice their backline movements, yeah, it, it is a concern. And one stat that I picked up. On the weekend, Kalen Ponga. Hang on a sec. Can you push Crapstat? Crapstat. I think KP had no line break or no line break assist. That was well coached. So that they shut him down pr- pretty well. Mm. And if they do that to Reese Walsh. Where do the yeah. points come from? Yeah, you know, you mm. got points across the field, though. Herbie Farmer's had a great year. Um, Jesse Arthur's has had a great year. Um, you got points across the field. What about That's, that game plan? The, 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 the difference between. The Warriors playing Newcastle. New, Newcastle were uh, their attack went through one person mm. basically. Uh, that doesn't happen like that with the Broncos. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of threats, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm concerned for the Warriors. I'd like to see them get up. I mean, I, you... I think if you're not a if you're not a if you're not a fan of any of the other three, mm. I think everybody wants to see the Warriors yeah, get to agree, the grand yeah. final and, and get Are up. Are you concerned? How do they get up again? Yeah. So it's a little bit like Newcastle the Look week at, before. Yeah, yeah, get exactly. up again. Yeah. Yeah. You can ride that a wave of emotion. Well, they've you, got his hats. Yeah, you, you try not to. You try not to dull the feelings mm. through your side when you when you you're flying like that. I think I think a lot of the Newcastle players dropped their head when that when there was that early drop ball. Within two minutes, the mm, Warriors, first Greg time Marju. the Warriors touched the ball. I've got to say it was really good coaching because they kicked as much as they could to Greg Marju, mm. which took Tonga out. Yeah, yeah. And then because he's on the left wing, it's really it's more difficult to pass left to right. Than it is from right to left. Well, it took so, Marju out of that second and third yeah, play exactly. too. Mar- so, Marju is their, their, their biggest meter gainer this year. So that's why they're kicking to him. Get a good kick chase on him. Stop him. Take him out of play two and three. He's averaging 200 meters a game this Yeah, year, I know. Marju. Knights fans, 0457 736 736. How are you feeling after Saturday? I've got to say, you should be proud of your Very side. Very proud. Yeah. Given, what, given, you know, look, you know, that, that they were they were a wreck 16 weeks ago. Yep. You know, that they were... That, they weren't playing finals football. The coach was getting the sack. Everything was, you know, should be very proud. Yeah, absolutely. And on is is from Newcastle himself, the reality king, Glenn. He says, uh, at 6.03, I wasn't going to call tonight as I'm buggered after a huge move. But why cruel your listeners and my thousands of followers? So, yes, 127. Glenn will probably, probably be on tonight. Okay. Now, uh, before we get into one of our talk topics tonight and also what's on the show, I've got to say, sad passing of a rugby league legend over the weekend. Lionel Morgan passed away on Saturday, rat, aged 85. Yeah. Sad for the game, sad for his family. Well, he... he He's a bit of a pioneer. Well, he, he 
carved mm. pathway. He did. He's the first Indigenous player to represent Australia in 1960. He's, he's Australia's Jackie Robinson. You're right. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. 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 Of course, Arthur was the first Indigenous to captain, captain. an Australian yep. national sporting team. Mm. Yeah, Lionel uh, was a tremendous player. Got picked in the Indigenous team of the century in 2008. Moved from Tweed Heads as a 20-year-old to, to win a Manly in Brisbane, where a lot of players were picked from the country in Brisbane competition back then. So, yeah, so sad for uh, for himself, but most importantly, his family as well. So our thoughts go out to you from, from the Sports Day family. Now, Daddy Vass, you threw this up today, and I want to get the story behind it. You, you've written on the run sheet here, who are the most sensitive NRL fans, i.e. which fans turn on their own? Yes. So, so had, what's motivated this? So I've got a friend who's a big night supporter. Yep. He lives and breathes Newcastle. He's a Novocastrian through and through. He flew over to New Zealand, right? What a great trip, yeah. Uh, watched the game, uh, loud and proud on social media, got his ninth jersey on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they go down, unfortunately. Uh, he goes out for some libations after with some friends, all with the same yeah. people okay. who attended the game. Knights fans. All Knights fans. Okay, yeah. Everyone's got their Knights jersey on except for him in a photo after the game. So you're saying he's cracked it? I say he's cracked it. He's turned on his own Newcastle fan club. See, that surprises me because if you said to me who are the most loyal, <laughs> yeah, that's Newcastle. rusted on fans, mm. I'd say Newcastle are always really proud of their side most times often than mm. not. So you're saying he's turned on his side. He's turned on his team. He's sensitive. Yeah. yeah. Who are the most sensitive fans? Which team would turn on their own mm. the quickest? Mm. Up to debate tonight. Yeah. Listeners. That's an interesting one, actually. Yeah. West Tigers fans have... Well, they're, oh, <laughs> well, they're used well, to... Straight yeah, to the Spurners. They're yeah. probably just turned on... They'll turn on anything. Exactly. They'll just get, they're just over it. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's come from years of... <laughs> of heartache. Of heartache, yeah. Good word. <laughs> good word. What about you, Rat? Cronulla are your side. Uh, Cron- Cron- yeah, Cronulla are my side. Cronulla, are, they're, they're pretty parochial. Like they, they, they get a bit – they're passionate. There's mm. no question. And, and you know, I, I mean, no no, no more you – know, no less passionate than anybody. And I've got to say, and, and you know, it was interesting. When I, when Jaden Beryl, the young fellow that we look after, went down to play yeah. for Cronulla, yep. I said, mate, just be ready. When you live in the Shire, when you play for the Sharks, you, you're not going to be able to breathe. Like everybody's – like <laughs> they just love it. Like it's just footy, footy, footy. He went down there after about two weeks. He goes, mate, this is unbelievable. It's like I've gone to like football. Like it's, it's just, it's all there is. Um, very different up here on the Gold Coast because it's so spread out. And, mm. You know, there's so much more to do. Um, yes. But yeah, the, the Cronulla fans, they, I'm not sure whether they turn on each other. Um, uh, they certainly, they're certainly willing. I'm in a few chat groups. They're certainly willing to let their feelings be known if a side's not going well. I've got to say Penrith fans are really tough. When the club's not going any good, mm. I my my car out the front of the house when especially in the year two thousand one we got the wooden spoon we were so bad we were terrible that my car was constantly egged. I used to have someone used to throw <laughs> eggs in my pool. They used to look over the top of the the fence and throw eggs in the pool. Craig Gower, he once had like a a trailer load of wooden spoons tipped on his on his front lawn at the end of two thousand one. Mm. Yeah, they were pretty brutal. So yeah. 0457 736 736. Who are the most sensitive fans? We've got caller Chris, 1300 01 1170. How are you, Chris? Welcome to Sports Day. Good evening, boys. Um, I reckon it's a pretty easy one. It's the Roosters. If they're not winning, they uh, try and find some brown paper bags to get over it quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> well, <Are> you, Allegedly. <laughs> Chris, are you a South fan? 
No, Storm. So uh, it's, <laughs> the, the, the other one I would say was the Broncos because when they were down, they were very quick into Seabold. They were very quick into, is Kebby the right man? Um, and I, I will say, though, I will say, Chris, that the Broncos, as bad as they were going throughout those times, they were still getting big crowds. Mm. The fans were still showing up. Oh, no, definitely. And I, I look, coming looking at it from a Victorian perspective where if it's sport, we show up. The Broncos fans, it's a bit the same. In Sydney, and this is where I, I couldn't get my head around why the Roosters in particular were complaining about having to go down to Shark Park the other week. They don't show up to their own home games. Why are they going to show up for a final? <laughs> yeah. So it's, but it's, it's, we have, like, I think GWS have more members um, and probably Gold Coast as well will have more members than just about all the NRL clubs would. Um, yeah. It's a very different... The AFL is a very different space for it, but I think the Broncos is the one that... And probably even the Cows. If you can get a ticket to, to go to one of their games, you go to their games. They're very rarely poor, the Broncos, but you go to their games. Yeah. In, um, in Sydney, it's still, it's still what suburban football was probably in Brisbane back in the 80s, but also in, in Melbourne back in the 90s and that way, you'd get eight to 10,000 to a game, you'd be happy. Mm. They get 10 to 12 when they're celebrating a big crowd and it's like Brian, what's his name, um, the CEO at Penrith coming out today going, oh, you should lose home ground advantage. Well, no, you build a bigger stadium or you play at a stadium that's commercially viable. Mm. It's, it's relatively, I would say it's relatively simple economics and the fact that they've got a massive leagues club behind them, they're, they're happy to play people if they can get the money through the door. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, rugby league historically has been built on leagues club funding, whereas AFL has been built, built on, on membership. membership. So I think the Gold Coast Suns, they're the they're 18th when it comes to members, but I think it's... They've got 30,000 Yeah, members. nearly 30. I think it's 23 no, or 28,000 no, members. No, I, I think they hit 30,000 yeah, this okay. year. I heard it on the radio a while back. Mm. Mm. Yeah, which is bigger than pretty much most of the NRL mm. clubs. As well, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Mark is on the line. Also, how are you, Mark? Frustrated, to be honest. I mean, it's like the whole Eddie Jones debacle. I reckon we need a new Wallabies coach ASAP because what? Eddie's just not cutting it. The only thing, in my opinion, he's good at is shooting his mouth off. He's not delivering on-field success. He didn't put any experienced players on the pitch. They were all young guys. Now, no slice at these young guys, but. If you didn't have experience on there, like a Quade Cooper, for example, how could you expect the team to be uh, strategically directed to win a game? Yeah, well, I mean, we talk about sensitive fans. There's, we're sensitive fans when it comes to our national rugby team. Yeah. Well, Thanks, well, Mark and well, Chris. Uh, Thank you very much. It's a, it's a, it's a fair um, comment that he's, that he's making, but I feel like this is deeper than just that game. So that game is a result of... A lot of things, mm. not not just what they delivered on the field, which wasn't up to standard, but it's it's a culmination of a lot of stuff that's happened over a very long time. Yeah, and this is where we've got ourselves right now, mm. and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Later. On the show tonight, Melbourne Storm fullback Nick Meaney. He has been absolutely outstanding this year for the Storm. Three and three, thanks to Cobram Estate. We got like it or lump it. Yes, yes, yes. Ugh, yeah. What did you like or lump? From the weekend, we've got plenty here. Now, we've got true or false. We did this last week. My story was false. And rats turn tonight. 
I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. It may not be. It may not be. Kia's top seven as well. Uh, What made the Kia top seven? I've got to say, Steve from Dubbo and any Parramatta fans, you do make the Kia top seven tonight. Mm. Uh, Rats Rugby World Cup rat and also Tooves is going to visit us. Come on, that's ridiculous. All right, now it's time for this. Now it's time for Sports Days 3 in 3. Yeah, for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested, first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. Now, three quick top stories of the day. We're going to get through in three minutes. Nathan Cleary, Rat, been sent to hospital today after picking up a finger injury at training. Mm. The question that Daddy Vass has thrown to us, if he's in doubt, do you risk him? Yes, 100%. Have to. Yeah, yeah. He's not, play- he's not missing a game because of a finger. Mm. A thumb, potentially. Well, you've cut two fingers yeah. off, actually. Well, well, one was due to playing with an injury to yep. it, but it was I played a season with it, and yep. they couldn't fix it at the end. It's only got a couple of weeks to the end of the season. How, as bad as it is, whether it's a snap tendon or anything, if it was that bad, you can get through the next 14 days and get it fixed. Can I tell you, the grand final qualifier is the most nerve-wracking as a player. When you get to grand final day, well, it's sort of... It's like a new season on Grand Final Day. You get mm. to you get to prepare completely differently. But the Grand Final qualifier is so nerve-wracking preparing for it. And it depends on what season you've had. If you've had a great season and you win, it's expected. If you lose, they say, well, you, you can't aim up in the big moments. Yeah. If you've had a great season, not expected to be there, and you lose, well, it's been, oh, well, it's a great season. Don't yeah. worry about it. So... Two trains of thought there. Now, number two, Willie Mason went on Twitter over the weekend. Of course, he had a bit of a tit for tat. He called the spine of the Newcastle Well, it Knights wasn't a tit terrible. for tat. It was he just ripped into the And then Newcastle. Tyson Gamble's come back and more or less said, you know what, he's got his opinion, but he can go and get effed. Yeah. Okay. And he did tweet after the New Zealand got over the top of the Knights. There could be no bigger hole that Tyson Gamble wants to crawl in right now. Pick your battles, boy. You are below average. Unnecessary or banter. I think it's unnecessary. Now... I mean, he's never been scared of voicing his opinion, Willie. Um, it's his opinion, whether it's right or wrong. And you win some, you lose some um, arguments, don't you? But unfortunately, Willie, you lost this one. Well, I, I think Tyson Gamble's not below average. For Definitely starters. not. Yeah. Uh, well, his team he pro- went through he to prove the... that. Um, I think it's a bit below the belt, to be honest. Um, he, he said he's seeing it, and look, Willie's Willie's a smart marketer now. Like he's 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 promoting his, his pod. Like everybody's t- was talking about that. Yeah. And now he's done this again. And now, now we're talking about now it again. Now he gets to follow up, doesn't now, he? Now we're talking about it again. It's smart. Like Justin everyone, Horro. What's, yeah. Where's he saying this stuff? I'm going to go and check it out. You I know. know. So. Okay, last one. Panther CEO Brian Fletcher, not Bears head, has whacked the Brisbane Broncos, saying they should not be allowed to play a prelim at Suncorp. Well, he shouldn't what? be whacking the Bears. He shouldn't be whacking the Broncos. He should be whacking the NRL. Yeah. See, the Broncos, are, they're not, they're not going to argue. So the, the minor premiers don't get to play at home. They've got to no. play at a neutral stadium. Yeah. And the Broncos get to play at Suncorp. Well, well, I, I remember when we played as, as Cronulla, we weren't allowed to play at home. We had to go and play at Suncorp, uh, at um, State, Sydney Football Stadium. Yep. That was just the way it was. You went to that bigger ground. Where is there a bigger ground in Brisbane? Time's up. Everyone used to head to Sydney, didn't they, once yeah. upon a time? There's not, so... Got to play there. Just trying to rattle the cage, rattle the cage of what about, one of the biggest threats. What about that little threats. music countdown? We I just like had it, there. don't you? I like how it gets faster and faster. Yeah. Did you hear Rat? He was getting quicker and quicker <laughs> yeah, as so well. Always <laughs> getting nervous. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. And for our Kiwi listeners, double eight double three. Did you like or did you lump something over the weekend? This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. More after the break.
The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yes! 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 Yeah. Welcome back to the show, Sats and Rat. Like it or lump it, we've got one here, Evening Sats and Rat. This is from Brisbane Eel. I lumped the 5.30 no man's land kickoff for the Queensland Cup grand final yesterday. Do we know why? How are we alike that the NRL is allowing the NRLW finals to be standalone and pay respect to the top two teams with home finals and not making them curtain raises to the NRL finals? Yeah, the Queens won by Brisbane Easts. Yeah, great game. Yeah, amazing game of rugby league. Mm. No one in the crowd. Mm. Now, I'm led to believe it was, and I may be wrong here, correct me if I'm right, but um, I'm led to believe that it wasn't actually going to be televised. Is that right? Then Fox came in and said, we'll do it, but this is the only time slot we've got because there was two NRLW games yeah, on yeah, before it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it was on TV for starters, and, and it was a, it was, it was a, it was, TV quality, I can tell you. It Amazing was, game. It was a brilliant game of footy. Yeah. Um, Ken from Mermaid, he's got a lot. He's got a like. He liked Ange Postecoglou's Tottenham scoring twice in uh, the final ten minutes of injury time to win and remain second on the ladder. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're going good, aren't they? They are. Yeah, it was mm. late. One three hundred zero one eleven seventy. We've got who are we going to go to first, Craig? Yeah, we'll go Craig. Craig's on the line. How are you, Craig? Yes. Good evening, Scott and Matthew. I always suggest that Canby Banks down are the most sensitive boys in the NRL. They go absolutely feral. <laughs> they, they do go pretty feral, don't they, the well, old Bulldogs fans? Well, Craig, uh, sensitive supporters. This is David from Benora Point. He agrees. He said gold. No, we'll go bronze first. Bronze, Parramatta. Mm, yeah, I believe Silver, it. Dragons. Oh, mate. I, I actually thought when I saw that, I thought they, can go they could be gold. Yeah. They could be gold. Well, he also says, Craig, gold, Canterbury, Bankstown. Manly and Newcastle are top five. That surprises well, me. I don't see I don't see Man- – well, actually, when Newcastle go on bad, you hear about it. Yep. You, you do hear about it. from. The, but does that mean they've just got parochial fans, passionate fans? Is that mm. what that means? Like, if your team's go on bad and nobody's saying anything – does not, it just mean no one cares? I've always seen the Knights, even if their side's just having a dig but not playing finals footy, they've always still turned up to watch yeah. them and support them. Yeah. We've got Glenn on the line. He's. Can I just preface straight off the top that Glenn is very tired. He's had a hard day. Yeah. How are you, Glenn? Yeah, g'day, Seth. G'day. G'day, Ray. How are you, mate? Yeah. Huge move today, mate, in this heat. I'm absolutely buggered. So moved house, obviously, yes? No, I moved... For- the, I moved from the lounge to the bedroom, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Take advantage of the overhead fan, mate. <laughs> he got us. That was his best. He, we were empathising with him off air. We go, oh, can't. Let's look after him that today. That was his best. He's got us. Yeah. He's got us. All <laughs> thanks to our mates at Might Attend Trade. Like it or lump it, I'll tell you what I'm liking in the, in the second hour. Nick Meany from the Melbourne Storm is going to join us. What are you liking or lumping, Rat? Oh, Ashley Klein, his oh. decision to play on when Harry oh, no. Grant dropped the ball, mm. and I'm and I'm lumping, and I, he made a couple of howlers in the in the state of origin too, just quietly. I'm liking Big that he apologised, but you know what? It's it's pretty meaningless. No, it means nothing yeah. after you know, uh, and I'm and I'm lumping 
And I'm lumping the, um, the the Wallabies losing. Well, you're going to lump even further a little bit soon. Mm. Can I just say, mm-hmm. we've got the technology, boys, and we seem to use it in every, you know, unnecessary moment. But when it really counts, why not just... Well, no, the argument has always been that the bunker is only going to be used for certain periods of the game. Now, and the fans want that as well. But if you're a supporter of a club that has a call against them, you're calling for the bunker to be involved. So we either involve it for everything... Or we only involve it for the most smallest of details. Yeah, but the Chooks go, the, you know, the, the the Storm go down the other end and score a try. And the argument is, well, the Roosters gave away a penalty and they allowed that to happen, but it does change momentum of the game. Mm. And he, there's a couple of infringements he let Melbourne get away with as well. I've got to say, I think it'll cost him the grand final, Ashley yeah. Klein. Uh, I, and, and it I, should. I don't think he should be refereeing the grand final. I don't think he should be refereeing this weekend. It's like a player. If you make continuous mistakes in big games, unfortunately, we can't carry you the following week. Mm. So I, it should affect his his ability to, to ref the big games. Um, I'm lumping Channel 9 scheduling. And we've got a text message here also I'm going to get to. Mm. And what I mean by the, the Channel 9 scheduling. Oh, the finals. Well, the Warriors are kicking off. At, the Warriors-Broncos game is at 7.50. Yep. And Which that's is a 9.50 kickoff. 9.50 in New Zealand. Yeah. That is ludicrous. And that's not the NRL, it's Channel 9. Because yeah. Channel 9 don't care about ratings in New Zealand. It wouldn't go towards any of the, the rating oh, numbers yeah, in Australia because it's Sky Sport over there. Yeah. So it's not in the best interest of the game. It's not in the best interest of the fans. No, it's, it's awful. It, it, is a, it is a real blight on the game. That that, that, I, that is a sad indictment of where the game sits in terms of making calls. It's, they're obviously not making the, the – like the NRL, I believe, after what the Warriors did – would have wanted that game earlier to to benefit the New Zealand supporters. Their game last Saturday against the Newcastle Knights was 4.05 kickoff. Yep. Why not go 4.05 kickoff? And in the same city in Brisbane, you've got the Lions. The bounce at 7.50, is it? The bounce is at 5.15. Oh, 5.15. So go before them. Mm. So at the moment, the, the Lions clash will get precedence. Yeah, that's right. And the lead into the game. And if that game's tight, that's if you're a people are going to stay on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now watch this space. They may change it. We don't know. They can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. The mm. Warriors are going to be over here in time and uh, in, in Queensland in enough time. So Should yeah. Scott Sattler be the NRL CEO? <laughs> <laughs> lumping that. You can have that. Job. I'm lumping that also. <laughs> I tell you what I'm liking. What? Front row was in open space. Oh, oh how good. Mm, Christian how good. Welsh, intercept. Mate, things you love to see. Let's, yep. let's have a listen to him, eh? First off, can you please confirm, is that the first intercept of your career? Yeah. Very unnatural in open space. I was like, someone tackle me. I'm not used to, I'm used to four blokes just sliding into me. So, yeah, that was nice, but uh, it took a bit of juice. I think I got hooked about two minutes later, actually, because I was, I was cooking a bit. But um... Mate, we, saw, we saw Taniela Tupo in open space. The week before, mm-hmm. Tori's hammy, missed the game on the weekend. No good. <laughs> Daniel says, Sats and Rat, what I am liking, which should also be part of the Kia Top 7, Will Warbrick Specky, which would have made the ardent AFL player applaud. A tremendous catch from a Munster crossfield kick and still had some work to do to find the line to secure the Storm, a preliminary final. Well, I like to use grand final qualifier, Stormy Daniel, but yes, you would be happy with that. Now, Rat's got his opinion on the Cam Munster kick. <laughs> I'm lumping this 
it's all over to you, Rat. Mate, I don't think it was a good kick. Oh, you are an idiot. It, it, it was eight metres off the try, and it was amazing play by Will Warbrick. Yeah. He would have he would have rather go up and catch that ball on the try line. Y- you know, and it wasn't on the try line. It was eight metres back. I'm not saying it was horrible. It just wasn't a great kick. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. What was it? He was <laughs> under pressure. Yeah, so A what? left foot kick going so to the, what's that? So that's the, the unpreferred you're side. Under, you're under pressure the whole game. Oh, that's the game. But it wasn't, it wasn't his best kick. It was eight metres off the try line. Mm. If he was allowed just to catch that and old mate just tackled him, he wouldn't have scored. Yeah. But he went up and competed for it at the same time. You took it and scored. Amazing. Whoa, amazing, just take it easy, man. Yeah. Amazing play by Will Warbury. I'd love to Phenomenal. be coached by you. But You'd that, be that harsh on your players. No, no. I'm not being I'm – I'm just saying, Cam Munster was getting all the plaudits. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what's harder to do, what Will Warbury did, yep. than what Cam Munster did. <laughs> you don't think that? It is, but – Cam Muster's got to we'll execute the kick first and foremost, yeah, and which he, he does. Mate, and he got up within oh. about eight metres of where he wanted to. Now, Benji in Melbourne, thanks for texting in, Benji. G'day, blokes. What I'm loving, hanging out to hear Nick Meany, our very own Inspector Gadget. He fills any position he's required to perfectly and has been phenomenal in place of Pappy. What time is he on? Well, it's about five past seven. Yeah, about ten then. past seven around Ten there. past seven. So can't wait for Friday. Up the storm. Like it or lump it. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736. Or double eight double three from our New Zealand listeners. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. It's the worst defeat in Australian World Cup history, without doubt. Um, It's the end of 20 years of neglect, 20 years of poor administration, 20 years of poor technical coaching of, of people not listening to the coaches and and loss of intergenerational knowledge. We do not have a philosophy. We do not have a way to take the ball forward that is typically Australian. Where we look at Ireland, we can see a way of taking it forward. Now, that wasn't the case. Australia, 20 years ago, were the best in the world. Yeah. You know, we were were renowned for, for, for attacking play. And this sits squarely on the shoulders of administrators who, generation and generation after administrators, who've neglected the grassroots of the game. Tough criticism there from Matt Williams. Now, Matt Williams is a rugby union coach who's best known for leading Scotland men's in the 2003 and 2005. Mm. And he's also coached club sides in Australia. That coach was his, Waratahs, Waratahs yeah, coach. That was his assessment of the Wallabies' loss to Fiji last night. Of course, 22 points to 15 in favour of Fiji. And first time Fiji have beaten Australia since 1953. Four. So rap, years. Yeah, rap. Your thoughts, which aren't great ones. Well, my thoughts are that it was an inept performance. There's, there's no question about it. Um, when I talk about the Wallabies here, what I, what I don't want to do is take away from what Fiji did because Fiji played a fantastic game. Uh, they, they, they took it to Australia. Well, Australia took it to them right where they wanted them to, basically. And, and Fiji just ate them up. And Fiji, they, they are a quality side. They, they've gone to the days where Fiji are... 
uh, seven aside rugby nation and you know that's what they're famous for and that's what they're good at that, that whole 15 that started that side they're all professional rugby players all throughout the world the majority of them over in in the top league in france uh, a few in europe uh, in england uh, in the competition there and, and i think four for fiji drew are here but um what i will say is it was just the, the Wallabies were found wanting in every facet of play, in their counter-attacking, in their kicking game. Um, but it, but in their – what was probably the most frustrating thing was seeing the amount of turnovers that uh, Australia uh, had whilst in possession. You know, taking the ball into the teeth of, you know, Fijian defence, uh, going one out, putting no variation in their play and then just getting the ball picked straight off them. I mean, you try to move one of those Fijian guys off a ball mm. when when – when you go into attack and, and you get tackled and they're straight over the ball, it's like trying to rip a telegraph pole out of the ground. Mm. You're just not going to move them. We continually did that. Then we started, you know, when we started to get some ascendancy late in the game, we started kicking the ball away. You know, we've got the ball in hand. You can't win the game. If you are behind on the scoreboard, you need to have the ball to score points and we're kicking the ball away. Um, I thought Carter Gordon, unfortunately, was found wanting. And I've, I've always had this, I, I think Carter Gordon's a good footballer, but I also think, if you give people the opportunity too soon and something like what happened last night happens, it can ruin a player. Mm. I've seen it happen. Players get the opportunity too soon. And look, I've been supportive of Eddie and I've been supportive of um, the decisions that, that he's made and I've, I've backed him. But last night was just not good enough. And can we just play? We, we heard from Eddie after the game. And this is what he had to say. Uh, look, I'm a bit used to it, mate. And after that, I probably deserve more, mate. You know, they should be throwing, sh throwing, what will they throw here? Baguettes, croissants at me. Uh, it's not good enough. So I deserve whatever I get, mate. Look, we've gone with a, a young team. I've got no, no um, regrets at all. We're building a team for the future and we're going to go through some pain. And some of the young players are going to go through some pain. Yeah, now I get that. And, and, I, and, I, and I get that what he's been doing for the last six weeks is protecting his players uh, and he's trying to shield them, but, it, but it's on the players. I mean, some of the decisions that I saw our Australian team make out on the field, Eddie's not out there making those decisions in the heat of the moment. They are. They're the ones that aren't doing what's required to win a game of rugby. Now, I, I said it and, and, I, and what Matt Williams said, um, I believe the administration that are running Australian rugby right now uh, having spoken to a number of them, um, have got a plan in mind to get Australia back to what you know we all knew rugby to be 20 plus years ago. But the decisions that have been made over the last 20 years, you know, it's, it's just watering down our talent pool by separating our, our provinces, or, or, or you know, the Western Force and the Melbourne Rebels and the AC. You know, we've got too many teams, and we've watered down the competition to the point where there is no competition. There is no competition in those spots. For in those organisations because, you know, they've only got one 10 or they've mm. only got one fullback or they've only got one loose head prop. And there's not a guy up their backside pushing them to get their spot. And it, like, if you live in an environment like that, um, I feel like we've just got to a point where we're content with near enough is good enough. And you can't be in that – you can't have that mindset to compete on the world stage. I think um, – I, I can't see them beating Wales, like – I, I mean, they've got to play Wales in seven days' time. You know, Wales, you know, they're, they're not a powerhouse by any stretch, but, I mean, they beat Fiji last week. And we didn't even look close to beating Fiji. We were never in that game. I mean, we scored a try to put us ahead. 
Oh, mate, off a, off a one good bit of play, um, but that was about it. And then Fiji just dominated the game. They played great test match rugby. And they just dominated us physically. We didn't win one physical contact. I, I just can't remember us. I just can't remember seeing us win one physical battle. It was one of the most frustrating things I've watched at 1:45 in the morning. If I threw this question at you, Rat, how would this be answered by the Australian public? So, if Eddie Jones would he be publicly crucified if he just said, "Listen, we're not in a good state at the moment, leading this World Cup. We're going to do our best at this World Cup, but our focus is getting this young group ready for the next World Cup." Now, Australia historically have always they've battled really hard during World Cups and tried to get themselves into the final 16. In any sport, we're playing World Cups. Mm. If he came out and said that, would he be crucified by the Australian public? Well, I've thought it. I don't know if any – I mean, maybe our listeners can, can let, let me know if they've thought it too. But I've certainly th- – I thought that. Given the, given the players that he took over there, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm covering the rugby for yeah. Stan yep. – um, and Michael Hooper's there, we're working with me, mm. and I'm like, "Hoops, you're right." He goes, "Yeah, I'm fine." I'm like, "Why are you not over there?" He's like, "Oh, he just, you know, didn't want to take me, and he just said, be ready, you know, he might need me.'" And I'm just like shaking my head, thinking, "How could you not have Michael Hooper over there? Just how could you not have?" Yeah, look, I understand what the motives were. He wants, like he said, he wants that young team, and he wants them to grow, and they're going to go through pain. But this is more than pain. This is this is horrible. Mm. We've got on the text line here, Rod from Acacia Ridge said both the Wallabies that scored a Fiji heritage. And Fitzy says we went to the World Cup without a 10. What hope did we have? Yeah, and, and the sad thing about that is is, is the backup 10. Um, and, and look, look, Ben Donaldson had a, had a decent game against Georgia. I thought Will Skelton was the best, game, best player in that game. He got man of the match, um, Ben Donaldson. He scored a couple of tries, kicked a few goals against Georgia. And, and all of a sudden you fall in love with something. Like Andrew Calloway is our best attacking weapon at 15. Yep. Mm. Like we've seen it. And we, we make a decision to, to have him there to kick goals. Well, goals didn't matter on the weekend because we, we just weren't good enough to, you know, recycle the ball and put ourselves into position to win penalties to kick goals. So you've got to get the footy right before all that other stuff comes into play. So it all comes down to a seven days' time. The Wallabies up against the Wales to try and at least get through to the next round. Mm. Of the World Cup, which we've never been in this position. We miss out first time in World Cup history for the Wallabies. This is Sat and Rat for Sports Day. Strong opinion there by Matty Rogers. Do you agree? 0457 736 736 after the break. True or false? The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake. Phony, fake. It's time for Sports Day's True or False. Or it might be true. It may not be fake news. The winner tonight, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. We're gonna get we're gonna take a caller after the break for the winner. Yeah, we'll take a caller over the news. Okay, so yes, you can text in whether it's true or false this story from Matty Rat Rogers or whether it's false. Or if you call in one three hundred zero one eleven seventy, you got a chance to win the Sports Day Esky, correct me if I'm right, and 
after the break also, Nick Meany is going to join us. Kia Top 7, mm. Parramatta feature as well. Parramatta. Correct me if I'm right. You're probably wondering, how does Parramatta feature? Well, stay tuned, Steve and Parramatta mm. and co. So, okay, over to you, Rat. All right. True so, or false? So, so remember the cat that I told Fletch and that about, the cat that died? Don't, please don't tell that story. <laughs> no, no. no, so this is when it was a kitten. Yep. And, um, you know, we just moved into this nice new house on the water at Ganamata Bay in Cronulla, you know, beautiful spot. And, and Chloe, this was about 18, 19 years ago now, and mm -hmm. Chloe, Chloe had to go up to Darwin to shoot some TV stuff. Yep. And she, she left me at home on my own, and her instructions were, you know, just make sure you look after the cat. I'm like, yeah, all right, no worries. Um, I invite all my mates over mm. and we start having a party and my old man rings me. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm just having a few beers at home. Come over. So comes over. One thing leads to another. It turned into a bit of a shindig. And um, this is about sort of 10 o'clock at night now. And we sort of started at about three in the Arvo. So yeah. we had a few. Mm. And I'm just walking around the house and I'm just thinking, where's the cat? The one that you were meant to look yeah. after. <laughs> and, okay, I, yep. and, and I couldn't find it. Yep. And I'm like, gee, this is no good. So I started to really wig out. Because cats usually just take off and yeah, they come back. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, this one wasn't allowed outside. It was okay, like a yep. little, like it was a kitten. Mm. And um, so I stopped the party, stopped the music, get everybody together. I'm like, righto, boys, if we can't find this cat, yep. then party's over. Okay. So everybody gets sent out to look for the cat. We spend about an hour just scouring sort of the, the neighbor's houses, yards, street, everything, can't find it. Come inside mm -hmm. and uh, no, no, you know we we rendezvous back at the house and nobody nobody can find the cat and I'm just thinking oh this is horrific this is this is going to be not good when Chloe comes home tomorrow so I kick everybody out my old man sitting on the couch he didn't come out and look for the cat and he was just sort of like laying on the couch anyway so I kick everybody out and then Dad sort of like I said Dad you got to go to I'm I'm going to be in the in the yep. in trouble tomorrow. Anyway, Dad gets up. As he gets up, the cat runs out front. He'd been laying on the cat for like three hours. What? And the cat ran out. Then the next day, so I'm cl I've cleaned the house up. Mm. Big wind that goes through yep. the thing, and the, the cat would climb up on the front fly screen. Yep. And I had the doors open just to sort of air the place out, and the and the big door slammed shut on the cat and pinned it between the, the screen door. And this is like literally 30 seconds before my wife walked down to the front door. So she comes home to a cat pinned to the fly screen between <laughs> the front door and the fly screen. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, didn't go down well with this. Cowboy Kev saying, false, boys, false. Great show. Thanks, Cowboy Kev. <laughs> Stick around. one 1170 True or false, first caller will win an Esky if they are correct. Nick Meany after the break. Kia top seven. And also, we get to some more of your text messages. This is Sports Day with Sats and Rat. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. 
This is Sports Day. Oh, I thought Rat was going to have to take over there. I've got oh, some rice stuck in my throat. Him. We nearly lost him. lost him in the break. I was reading halfway through a text and it made me laugh. Oh. I'm going to get to it really soon. Welcome back to the show. And if you join us for the first time, welcome to the show for a Monday night edition, Sat and Rat and Daddy Vass as well. Keep your text coming in, 0457-736-736 or double eight double three from our Kiwi listeners. That we actually have got one here from our Kiwi listeners. We've got Michael ending in 426. Tell us where you're coming from, Michael. In New Zealand, we enjoyed Fiji's win over Australia. We've got Nick Meany coming up also very soon from the Melbourne Storm. He's been outstanding this year. Mm. We're going to have a sports update. I'm going to throw a question to you about the grand final qualifiers. But I'm going to read some of the text here in relation to true or false. Was your story true or false about losing your cat and your dad finally getting up after a couple of hours <laughs> to say, all right, I'll, I'll help you look for it. And the, he was actually sitting on it. As I said earlier on, Cowboy Kev says, false boys. Fitzy said, can you play the never-ending story music, please? <laughs> Rooster Muzz, we can't actually read yours out, but he says it's 100% Ridgy Ditch. And we've got 280. How can anyone sit on a cat for two to three hours or not? No, it didn't move at all. It's false, he says. But we've got Muzzer on the line. Muzzer? How are you, Muzz? Yeah, hello. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, uh, mate. Mate, what do you think? I'm just Aldi. I think it's true. Oh, yeah. You got it. You got so it. That's fair, Nick. So, it's what true, convinced sir. you, Muzz? Why do you think it was true? I've done something. I've, I've done something similar uh, to a rabbit, though. And <laughs> as soon as I heard the story, I thought, "Hang on, this is this can't." Yeah. So yeah, I thought, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought true. So anyway, nice, mate. Well, you've won yourself yeah, an esky, <laughs> a sports esky. We'll get yeah. that out to you. So uh, thanks no for uh, thanks for playing along. Yeah, it was a true story. The cat was like in wedged between the two cushions and my old man was laying back on and um, the poor little thing, anyway, got out. It survived? It survived, yeah. That's the one that the landlord Are you sure it was a cat? Yeah, it was a cat. Because 970, that's Chainsaw. He says, Rat, I heard Richie Gear lost a gerbil once, but they found it safe as well. (laughs) That was... That can't be confirmed. Are you all right? Are you all right over there? Oh, it's so funny. I read the text (laughs) and I had rice caught in my throat. Mm. Yeah. So what did Chloe do? Did she notice anything oh, different? No. Nah. Well, the next day, it was when it was pinned between the front door and the fly screen. It didn't go down well. She wasn't happy at all. I'd get her on to talk to us, but I can't. But she's um she's asleep. She'd uh she'd yeah she she'd tell you the story. She was furious. Now Roland, thank you for your text message. But no, you shan't be invited to one of Maddie Rogers' parties. <laughs> <clears throat> As well, before mm. we get to Nick Meany, sports update. Thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. I'm going to throw this at your rap. Yep. And also, listeners, what do you think? 0457-736-736-8833 for our New Zealand listeners. The grand final qualifiers, one yep. is played Friday night. Yep. One is played Saturday night. Hmm. Would you like to see the grand final qualifiers played on the same day to allow both sides to have the same amount of preparation for the double grand header. final? Yeah. Imagine that, double header at a core stadium. Do you like it? You'd fill it up. Well, depending on the teams. Well, you, you'd have four sets of fans. Yeah, but not all of them stay for both games. We've seen that with double headers on mm, Easter weekend. I think they would. If particularly the team that just won, they'd want to know who they're playing. Yeah, true. Good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you'd fill it up. Do you like it? I love it. Like the idea? Give, give, give teams the exact same amount of time to, to rest and recuperate before the big dance. Yeah. Don't ever use big dance ever again. Why not? Well, you say fronts. How come you don't say last dance? Uh, yeah, big, big dance. dance. <laughs> the big dance. So don't ever use last dance on this show. The last dance. Yeah. 
Last dance. Yeah, can't do it. <laughs> the big dance. It. What day would you play it? Saturday, Sunday. No, play Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Yeah, because in the old, it's now Friday, Saturday. 8 o'clock. Five thirty and then eight o'clock. Once you used to have Saturday, Sunday games. Saturday night, Sunday afternoon games. So the t- team playing on Sunday obviously had a lot, lot, lot less preparation. We played on the Sunday afternoon against the Warriors, mm. and um, yeah, it takes a couple of days to recover from such a big game. Like I said earlier on, the grand final qualifier is the most nervous. I think it's one of the hardest games because there's so much banking on it. When you get to the grand final, you're there. You can sort of take a deep breath and go, okay, let's go again. Enjoy it. Enjoy the grand week. final qualifier is mm. so tense. There's so much at stake. And it doesn't matter how experienced you are. There's just so much riding on the grand final qualifier. Boys, who will be there next week? Brisbane and Penrith. <sighs> yeah, you'd, you'd probably think Brisbane Penrith. But well, that's what I think. Melbourne Whether don't have a great right record. Had a great record this year against against the the Penrith Panthers. They've beaten them twice, sort of convincingly yeah, this yeah. year. Yeah. 34, have, 34-16 in round eighteen, and then twenty six six in round twenty three. That's uh, what Penrith have done to Melbourne this year. Yeah, we actually have got a text here about about the Warriors and their record in Brisbane. Here it is here. Greg, hey, lads, Wires have a good record in Brisbane. Favourite memory was the basketball blind pass over the head to win maybe early 2000s. Now, Greg, from memory, that was at ANZ Stadium because Suncorp Stadium was being built. Was that Friendy? No. Oh, it, when he did that. No, that, flipped no and, that was the oh, flip, no. Nathan Friend. So oh, I, yeah. I think this was 2002, maybe, at ANZ Stadium in Brisbane. I'm sure it was Sione Faumawina. Through the basketball pass over the head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, think it was yeah. Ivan Tuimavavi yep. was the man who scored the try. Well, well what, I, what I'll say is this in relation to, to that, the Wires having a good record there. Melbourne had a good record there before they went there two weeks ago yep. or a week ago. Yeah, you're um, right. th- this Brisbane team doesn't care. Mm. They're, they're, they're weapons. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that Warriors can't beat them, but they're going to have to be on their best and they're going to have to unsettle the Broncos. And get them off their best. I tell you what, with fifty-two and a half thousand people in uh, in company on Saturday night, there'll be twenty thousand. I reckon there'll be twenty thousand Warriors fans. A lot there. of Warriors fans. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Irrigate offers expert advice, better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigate is here. Now let's get to our special guest on Sports Day. Um, that man, of course, is Melbourne Storm fullback Nick Meaney. Monster chips it up. Swaliki. Oh! Well taken, Nick Meany got up above Swalini and made score the try. He's outlet the leaper. Always enjoyed watching this young man play at Newcastle, the Doggies. And when the Melbourne Storm signed him, I thought, you know what? This is a pivotal moment in this young man's career because he is an outstanding player. And I've got to say, I thought he was the best player on the field in the victory against the Roosters on the weekend. And that man is the fullback, Nick Meany, joining us on Sports Day. How are you, Nick? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you very much for... Uh, what is going to be a very busy week and hopefully a busy couple of weeks for the Melbourne Storm. But after the last week, or I will say leading into last week, Nick, did you was there a, a focus on anything in particular after that capitulation against the Brisbane Broncos? There was a lot of un-Melbourne-like traits in that Brisbane Broncos game. Yeah, no, there was. And like it wasn't really us. In that game, you know, that, that's not the footy that we like to play. And um, you know, credit to the Broncos, they came out with that energy and we just didn't match it. So I think that was a big focus point for us going into the Roosters game, just starting well, um, getting everyone into the game. 
um, and just competing on everything. Um, you know, Harry Grant brought that, brought that up in the group a couple of months ago, just competing, and I think it's something that everyone holds, um, you know, pretty close and focuses on during the games. Now that yeah, we t- we talk about those Melbourne-like traits, mm. and and there have been a few performances this year where everybody says, oh, it's not Melbourne-like. Is that them? Is that when we say not Melbourne-like, if we asked you what, what is Melbourne-like, what is the most important thing? Is it just that competition or is it just competing on every play or is there something that you guys talk about behind the scenes that makes Melbourne Melbourne? Um, yeah, that, that, that word is, is quite big in, in the Melbourne Storm sort of system, competing. Um, you know, you don't need all the flashy plays and the, the miracle balls to, to score those tries. You look at a lot of tries that, you know, Munster and Hughes score throughout the year. It's just being up flat, being ready to go. And, you know, you wait for that quick play of the ball and, and things start to happen. So, um, you know, our football is, you know, built off building pressure throughout the game and then things good, uh, good things happen after that. Mm. Mate, you've, you've moved down to Melbourne and it seems like you've taken that opportunity with both hands. You've had a fantastic year. What are the, some of the things you've worked on to sort of take your game to another level? Because you've, like I said, you have been one of the standouts this year down there. Yeah, thank you. Oh, just just little things, I think. Um, you know, inserting myself into the game um, around those pivotal players like Harry Grant and, and Hughes and being around those guys to you know, feed off them and, and be in the picture for them. Um, and then I think just the mental side of things, I've you know, had some chats with Billy Slater and just about um, a bit about that competing and that determination of wanting it. Um, you know, I think that's helped me quite a lot um, just mentally um, preparing for games and stuff like that. Like I've been in the NRL now for about five or so years and I've only played three, um, three semi-final games or three final games. So, you know, I'm, I'm a bit new to the, to the big stages, I guess. Um, but, you know, having that mental side of things covered, I think that really, um, you know, sets you up for these big games. Now, you got the best view on the house at the back and those 12 men in front of you and, of course, your opposition. But mm-hmm. with Harry coming off the bench last week, uh, Nick, did you notice a, a difference in momentum, a shift in that momentum? And is there more space automatically as soon as Harry gets out of there when gets out there when a lot of the, you know, a lot of the gas has been taken out of the, out of the game? Yeah, I definitely feel that he comes on and, and creates that bit of speed around the ruck. Um, you know, he's obviously quite fast and can get out and create things. And, you know, Bronson's doing a great job of kind of absorbing that, that first 20 minutes of pressure and, you know, from the opposition. And, and then that just allows Harry to come on and, and bring his best for our game, for our team. So um, not sure what we're going to do this week, whether they change it or keep it the same, but um, definitely feel that little bit of momentum and a little bit of speed and excitement that, you know, it gives our team. Mm. That game last week was the first time that I've ever been convinced that Harry's good coming off the bench because oh, he's the best hooker in the world. I told I... you, mate, it's a team game. You don't listen to yeah, me. I it's know. a team game, now, 17 players. <laughs> now, one of, your, one of your, skip, well, your skipper, Christian Welsh, the, the intercept. Now, his run meters are pretty exaggerated from the weekend because of that intercept, but is, <laughs> is he the sort of guy to claim it? No, definitely, definitely. We watched him film today, and he was pretty proud of himself. I think he got up over halfway. It would have, it would have been good to see him go the full length, but uh, I think he's nearly thirty these days. So had another front row chasing. Now we, we we interviewed Harry a couple of weeks ago, and we we asked him this question about Christian Welsh, but he, he added something at the end of it. We want to confirm or deny this. 
Christian Welsh, you know, he's probably one of the smartest rugby league players we've seen mm. in a long time. Or well, he claims well, to be well, one. Well, of, we think he is. Well, I don't he claims know. Well, to be one the, of the Let's get the inside drum. Yeah, Self, yeah self-proclaimed. self-proclaimed. <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you. Now, first try. Is that his first try this year? First, first try. Mate, I think it's his first try in nearly two years. So is a nudie run still happen at clubs behind closed doors, Harry? Yeah, it's his first try this year. And um, to be honest, I, I haven't been passing him the ball all year because I'd like to see him um, nude because he actually showers with his jocks on. So um, that's why I've been been avoiding him this year. But um, obviously, I didn't pass that on to Bronson. Now, the game. can you confirm or deny whether that allegation is true? <laughs> I've only been here for what, one one bad Monday this year, and you know I, I like to keep things behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, smart. What happened? Smart answer. Yeah. See, I'd rob a it's bank right. with you. Yeah. Smart answer, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> now, mate. Hey, listen. I just wanted to talk about Pappy briefly. Obviously, you know, horrible news with his ankle. Firstly, how's he doing? And and secondly, do you two still? I mean, I'm sure that you two are still discussing tactics, what to do, where to go, all that sort of stuff when you're playing. Yeah, no, he's in. He's been um, back in training this week. Obviously, just getting around the boys and stuff like that. I think he's um, staying with the Slaters at the moment. Um, yeah, just to, for a bit of assistance down here in um, in Melbourne. Um, but he's in really good headspace. I was talking to him this morning, and and he's been huge for me. Um, like we were rooming together while we we're up in Brisbane uh, when it did happen. Um, so before the game, we were on, you know, talking about the about the game, and and he's always into me as well. Just sort of giving me a bit of advice, telling me to back myself and play my own game. You know, mm. you can get caught up in all the noise every now and then of, you know, um, perhaps can do this, perhaps can do that. Um, and you can sort of get stuck in that trap of, oh, I've got to do what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he's been really good to me and, you know, um, hopefully he gets on the recovery train and, and back into the gym again. Yeah. Um, and we'll see him back out in no time. Yeah, yeah I'm sure we will. Mate, just uh, you mentioned uh, the Slaters. Now, Billy Slater. Obviously, you know, a game-changing fullback, a fantastic athlete, um, great human being. Uh, how much influence has he had on you down there? Does he come in and, and do some work with you guys at the back? Yeah, he's got obviously got a very busy schedule, as you could imagine. Um, but he comes in once a week. Um, he was in there today helping out. Um, and, yeah, he's been huge. It's just amazing what he knows about the game. Like, you, you grow up watching him play and, and how he does all these crazy things, but he puts himself in those positions and he knows the game so well. Um, and, uh, you know, he'd be, he obviously does a great job for Queensland coaching them. Um, don't know if they'll ever coach an NRL team, but his knowledge of the game is massive. And, you know, just he helps me, um, you know, think about things differently and, and at certain times of the game when to, you know, step up and start thinking about different things. And, yeah, he's unbelievable, really. Um, so... He's been massive help to me and hopefully keep working with him, you know, into next year as well. What about Pappy, how he nominates the Slaters to go and stay with on that beautiful 28 <laughs> yeah, property, multi-million dollar home? <laughs> Probably got a butler out yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, see well, I think they were playing a bit of tennis as well. Yeah, um, I, see, this I see him not putting his hand up going and staying with one of like the one of the 19-year-olds or yeah, something. Yeah, I'll go play with, can I go stay with Trent Liero? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll cook me dinner. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, too smart. that game last week, it was just frantic at the end. I couldn't imagine what it was like out there on the field when Will Warbrick takes that, that high ball. But take us inside the mind of Cam Munster. You've got to communicate with him as a fullback, as the 5'8". But mm. when, it's, when it's really frantic, there's so much at stake, those dying five or ten minutes when there's so much at stake, 
give us an insight into Cam and, and what's going through his head, the influence and the instructions that he gives the side. Yeah, he was um, obviously, like you said, it was, it was quite frantic, but um, it was actually very calm. And, and we actually chose to kick long um, after their field goal as well, um, which surprised me. You know, it probably surprised a few people. You think go short, try and get the ball back, but um, obviously Cam is very experienced, and he knew that we had time, and we knew that you know get the ball back and try and get that good field position. Um, and once we did get down to the to the good ball, they obviously defended the the um, field goal quite well. Um, and it was pretty cool to see him just sort of get back to the basics and play football again, not just try and go for the glory um, field goal sort of thing. So mm. um, he was very calm, and obviously he executed that kick very well. And, and Will Warbeck's been working on that um, all year long, him and Dave. Um, they've been working with the Collingwood um, uh, catching coach as well throughout the year. So it's really good to see that, that hard work pay off in, in the big stage. Well, it worked. It worked now. It did. Before we let you go, Nick, uh, oh, just a quick, just a quick yeah. question, mate. Uh, are, are, you, are you giving it to uh, Wishart Reeves' field goal hitting your teammate oh, in the head? Surely he's been copying it from you guys all week. That was great. Was it coming yeah. to his head? Yeah, oh, coming to Ether. Yeah. 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 Some of the boys have said that that was his first HIA because I think then two <laughs> went off after that. <laughs> so I wish he actually actually influenced the HIA a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how good was he? Oh, Tyron Wishart, he was outstanding. He was now. Good. Uh, Jerome Hughes and Xavier Coates, how are they looking for this week? Yeah, Hughesy was back out on the field today, um, doing a bit of rehab running and stuff like that. Um, it's hard to tell exactly um, if he's going to be ready or not. Uh, we've still got tomorrow's session as well and then another day off, so still a bit of time for him. Um, I think Zave's still um, been inside doing his rehab. Um, so, again, not 100% sure about Zave. But obviously, we've got Remus there. Um, he did a great job for us on the weekend, uh, especially in defence. Um, so if he's not there, I'm sure Remus will do the job for us again. Great stuff. You're having a great season. It's not finished yet. And congratulations, making another grand final qualifier, Nick Meaney. And onward, onward and upwards on Friday night against the Penny Panthers. Yeah, good luck, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show, Sats and Rat. Uh, let's get to a couple of texts before we get to the Kia Top 7. Uh, we've got Brad from Campbelltown says, Guys, I'm having lamb, chops, snags, the veggies for dinner. Love it. Love the show. You guys like a Penfolds Grange. And he's talked about someone else being a Lambrusco. Mm. Not sure who he's talking about. Hey, Rat, dust the boots off. Wallabies are calling. <laughs> Rabbit Burrow tomorrow. And also we had... We talk about sensitive fans, and Daddy Vass brought this up at the start of the show. Who are the fans that could turn on their own? And I think it was Chris. Was it Chris? Yeah, he rang up. He was a Melbourne fan. Yep. Talked about the Roosters just get a brown paper bag. We've got a couple of people <laughs> here who said, uh, where is he? Please, here it is, Bondi Jack. Please again advise the jealous Muppet who just called you to bag my chookies. 11 home games, SFS, 297K plus 27K per game. Second in the league as well. We've got mm. um, 
We've also got a Storm fan questions another term. A Storm fan questions another team's use of the salary cap. Ha, ha. What an A grade. Fitzy. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've got a few people here that are saying, hang on a sec. Did a Melbourne fan question someone else's use of the salary cap? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a pot kettle a little bit. Yeah. Um, Tamara. Um, oh, no, not tomorrow. This is uh, from Rod from Acacia Ridge. It says Broncos fans throwing wooden spoons on the Red Hill field in terms of fans. They did uh, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so mm. they, they weren't happy. Look yeah. at us now. <laughs> oh, I just deleted one. Look at <laughs> us. No doubt yeah. our supporters would turn on their own family if they were losing. <laughs> Scott. Scotty. Yeah, well, what about Woogie? Yeah, he, oh, yeah, the back yeah. Of he is year. a massive turncoat. He just looks for Mate. excuses everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Let's get to our Kia Top 7. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. It's the Kia Top 7 on Sports Day. Yeah, Michael also says on Sunday, New Zealand start their daylight saving. This Sunday. We're right. talking about timing for, oh, for, for, games, for games and stuff like that. So. But aren't they playing Saturday night? Saturday night, yeah. yeah. Australia's daylight savings, grand final morning. Yeah, right. First of October. Mm. What's number seven? Number Brad? seven, Max Lehman. Now, if you didn't watch this game, it is a great game, the Q Cup final. Max Lehman, uh, big turning point here. He took an intercept, runs 90 metres to put the Brisbane Tigers in front and ended up sealing the Q Cup grand final and break a 2 oh, look out. He was going towards Francis, intercepted here by the Tigers, and they are away. Max Lehman, Keeney is in pursuit. Keeney is gaining. Keeney oh. can't get to him. Lehman evades the tackle. Yeah, Drew Forbes calling the game there for SCN League. It was a huge turning point. Keanu Kinney was the player that was chasing him. Of course, played first grade this year with the Titans, a good young player. He actually got the, the Duncan Hall medal, which was regarded as the best player in the field from a losing side. Mm. He was outstanding. Yeah, he was very good. He was very good. Now, Titans 5-8 in the Kia Top 7, number 6. Lauren Brown, who's used to kicking field goals. Well, she came up with the old show and go as the Titans. Well, they beat the Raiders and make their way into the very first finals berth. Oh, oh, Loz Brown, fantastic for the corner. A rare try for Lauren Brown, <laughs> who's been the field goal hero this season. Now a four-pointer. You're going to hate this next one, aren't you, Rat? I am. Again. Number five, Fiji get their first <laughs> one over the Wallabies in 69 years, 22 to 15. Joshua Tuasofa runs away to score Fiji's only try. He's a man mountain, this bloke. Australia, they don't get near it, though. It's allowed to <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I feel guilty being excited about Fiji. I feel guilty about it because oh, I'm a proud Australian, but guilty. I feel guilty about it because we all want to see Fiji. It's a little bit like the Warriors in the NRL. You like to see them do really well after what they went through, the Warriors. Mm. But, yeah, on the flip side, really poor from the Wallabies. Number yep. four, the Sharkies, NRLW side. They made history. And you say, why? Why did they make history? Well, they're the first team to score 50 points in a match. And I said this to you listeners, Parramatta were going to make the Kia top seven because they beat Parramatta 56-6. They're going her way. Here she is trying to break one more. And there is history for Cronulla. The first team in NRLW history to bring up 50. Now, Taylor Preston also broke a record. The Cronulla uh, player who is their goal kicker, mm. she kicked eight goals and scored a try. So most points by a female in, in an NRL team. She kicked eight from ten. Mm. Good effort. 
Good effort. Yeah, number three, right? Number three, Cameron Munster uh, puts last week's poor performance behind him, comes up with two huge defensive plays. Massive. Yeah, crunches Sam Walker a moment later, comes up with a try saver. So this going to first receiver. Playing out. Oh! He didn't play his natural game that we normally see where he's so challenging in defence, mm. but um, he was good in a lot of other areas. Yeah. His body language said he was on for that game. Mm. We've got, actually, we've got, a, we've got a listener here saying, Rat, I'm with you. This is Popeye. The brick needs more plaudits. The brick is... War, 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 brick. Yeah. Yeah. As he did all the work and Munster gets the raps. Munster missed the pin by eight metres and the brick nailed the putt. Exactly right. <laughs> That's a good one, Popeye. Mm. I like that. Stats, you're kidding. Klein is the best ref by far over the oh, season. Check yeah. his record. Would that deserve missing the grand final? Get serious. Rad, Rab, Gaz. Well, it's based on results in the big games as well. Mm. Mm. Now, number two, this man, he's been very, he's been probably one of the most improved for the Warriors this year. His father was an ex All Black. Rocco Berry, the centre. Well, he scored the try in the 60, 60th minute. Pretty much ice the game for the Warriors to move into a grand final quarter. Johnson! Here's the ball to Berry! Watch it is Elisnia! Back to Berry! Oh, yes! Rocco Berry! How did he score that? Yeah. Good effort. Yeah, it was, it was a great effort. Big effort. Big to keep effort. his arm up and yeah. to get it out, it was phenomenal. Where, where's he come from? That's Rocco well, He comes from New Zealand. From Mr. Yeah, Berry but, and Mrs. <laughs> Berry. But no, he's pathway into the NRL. Well, he, his father's a rugby union player, mm, yeah. so I've got to say, I, I, I don't know, mm. to be quite honest, Daddy. It's We don't hear that often from Stats. He would have been a rugby player. Yeah, that, he, he seems to want to know everything, was a little he? bit like Matty Timakwa, who mm. was Auckland Grammar, yep. as you said, the rugby most player. All Blacks ever yep. out of a school, mm. and Canberra Raiders get him at a really good age. Try so. and get him on, eh? Rocco? Yeah. yeah mm. Be good. Uh, number one, um, it's Will Warbrick, the brick. Jumps above the pack. Notice it's not the kick. It's not the kick. It's the jump above the pack in the dying moments to win the game for the Melbourne Storm. Last tackle. Goes down to Munster. Kicks across field. Where's Warbrick? Warbrick! Warbrick's got it! Warbrick's got the try! Two years ago, he was in Tokyo playing sevens. And now he scores the match-winning try in a semi-final. Have you ever watched uh, a World Sevens tournament? Like, it's, it's one of my bucket lists to go to Hong Kong Sevens. Like to, to watch, but but the athleticism, the speed, and the talent that these players mm. have. Because you've got to cover a lot of ground, their fitness, and, and the athleticism. It just blows your mind. When like, I play at the Crushers, we play with a guy by the name of Philly Saru, yeah. who was a Fijian Sevens player. Yeah, His yeah. wife was the Fijian netball captain. Right. And he came over, and he was just one of the most skillful just, he was like velvet when he played. He's just yep. so smooth. And he'd say, too many people on field. Yeah. Too many people on the field because he just had no space yeah. of 13 aside. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, you look at the two recent converts from the Sevens world. You know, Lockie Miller. Yes. Pretty handy. Good player. Paul Warbrick, pretty mm-hmm. handy. Uh, rugby league clubs looking for finishes to do a lot worse and look into that space for players that, you know, maybe want to settle down a little bit more because it's, it's, a, it's a pretty rugged life for them. They do yeah. a lot of travelling, living out of suitcases, and I know you're thinking, oh, it must be hard traveling the world, but it does get hard. Once you've done it two or three times, um, it, it's, a, it's, a genu- it's a job. It's not holidays. You're going there to work. Yeah. So, yeah. 
We've got a tip coming up with, for you after the break. We can get to more of your text messages. But before we do that, Michael said we loved Fiji beating Australia and New Zealand. Hot Tuna says Wallabies got inserted. Bring back Matt Downing. Also, AP says, stop sticking up for Eddie. He's at the holy grail of tournaments and treating it like a possibles and probables. I, I don't think he is. I, I think he understands. He's trying to mop up a pretty is. bad mess at yeah, the moment. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's – I mean, the, the Wallabies haven't been good for 20 years. Mm. It's not Eddie's fault that they're bad. It's, I mean, he's, he's certainly got, got, got to take some of the blame for the situation we're in right now in terms of, you know, some selections that he probably might have wished he made. But it's, it's a bigger picture than Eddie Jones. Changing the coach will do nothing for this organisation. You can't fly anyone in now, can he? Yeah, too, yeah you, you can. can. Yeah, if they have injuries, yep. Yeah, well, like you're talking about, Michael Hooper, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's on call just yeah. in case they get a heap of injuries. Mm. Um, on call. Kiwi Joe says, Wallabies should have let Dave Rennie finish his term. At least he he would have had a plan and deserved to finish after after the Rugby World Cup. Is yeah, Pukeki? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. What's that? Now, where where um where Paul is is uh is texting from. And also we've got uh, hello lads. I'm a Kiwi who has loved rugby all my life, but honestly the game is dead. May as well. Oh, did you just get rid of my text then? No. Did you not? No. There we go. The game is dead. You may as well call it tiddlywinks. Yellow cards are a joke. <laughs> just put the game out of its misery. Up the was. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with up the was, but yep. but but. It's easy for what people don't understand. Like the Southern Hemisphere, rugby isn't great down here. Mm. It's not. Um, but you go to Europe, it's huge. Yeah. It's 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 almost like soccer. It, it's it's and and this is what worries me that I, that I think if if we don't get it, like, I think this is our last opportunity to get it right in terms of junior de, junior development, you know that sort of stuff. Because the next step is Australian rugby becoming like Australian soccer. Well, yeah. we have to send our best players overseas. The competition's not strong enough here to compete on the world stage. So we have to send our players overseas. One, they'll make more money over there. Two, they'll, they'll learn their craft better and play in a tougher competition. Then when we bring them back to play for the Wallabies, they'll be able to compete. Mm. And at the moment, um, yeah, we're not at that point. Lester from Penrith says, Maddie, love your insight in the Rugby World Cup and Australian rugby. Yeah, it is. A lot of people will probably question Rat and that his – Opinions come from a place of, um, I don't know what word to use. I'm not going to use, will come from a place of jealousy or whatever it may be. It's far from that. What I know about Rat is it comes from a place of pure passion. Oh, I love it. Um, I, I, I love the game and I love I loved wearing that jersey and I want to see it represented in a way that I think it should. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from the effort of the guys that are out there wearing the jersey because I know they're having a crack. And, and any player that goes on the field at that level, you know, particularly in a World Cup, they're going to go out there and they're going to give it their all. Mm. But, um, you know, the, the plain and simple of it is at the moment is we're not good enough. Yeah. Do you think from a grassroots level, like players like a Quade Cooper, like I used to watch rugby to watch the Honey Badger just because yeah, right. of, like, Personality. You know, yeah, his character, personality. Yeah, he character. could play a bit yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and since he's, you know, left the game, mm. there's no one for me that... As soon as he went on the bachelor, he lost you. Oh, mate, yeah. straight down. Nah, but you know what I mean? I yep. think, like, the young guys in high school, when they're making that decision, do I go try and try out for first 15s or do I go play in my, my local rugby league comp? Well, well what, what they have to do, what, what uh, you know, they, they have to get better. Australian rugby, or Rugby Australia, whatever you want to call it, they changed their name to Rugby Australia. What they have to do is they have to get better at, at, at um, 
uh, recruit, like well, not just recruiting, but but keeping the players that they have. Mm. You know, but you know, speaking to someone today about, I said, yeah, they've got to look out, they've got to get them. You know, that that seventeen, eighteen. I said, no, it's fourteen, fifteen. That's when league clubs go and get their players, and that's where they get. That's when they're getting them. And you know, like you think about the players that are in the NRL. That if they'd had, like, think of an Angus Crichton, think of a Caelan Ponga, think of a Dane Gagai, think of. Oh, I mean, Carmichael Hunt, like all these players, they were rugby players. Well, they originally got Sue Lee from rugby. Yeah, Sue Lee. Yeah. You know, like they're all rugby players. Like they've, they've got to get better mm. at uh, – they've got to have a better retention policy for their young players and they've got to understand that to do that, they're going to burn a lot of cash. But what they won't have to do then is spend $1.6 million on a winger to mm. come back and play. Mm. Yeah. You know, they might burn a few hundred grand a year, but they'll, they'll, they'll keep – because young young kids don't need a lot; they just want to feel wanted, you know. Like, like the rugby league clubs, what they're offering fifteen-year-olds and sixteen-year-olds is not a lot, but it makes them those kids feel like, oh, they want me. Oh, they're going to pay me a couple of grand. They're going to give me some boots and a shirt and tracksuit. Got this, got this training program. Kids. Yeah, you know, like that's what they need to do for their, and they need to invest in these younger players. So that in four, five, six, seven years' time, those players aren't playing for Cronulla or, you know, Brisbane or, you know, they're playing for, you know, the Reds or, you know, the New South Wales Waratahs or they've got to, they've got to, they've got to have a pathway that's, you know, rock solid and they've got to be prepared to spend some money to do it. You need senior players, Sats and Rat, Tommy from Sydney, and we'll get to this one before we get to the break. You need senior players to win big games. The time to try young players is between World Cups, not during them. We need Qu- Quade Cooper or Bernard Foley, and Michael Hooper. Tommy from Sydney. Yeah, you do need experience in big games. Mm. Let's get to the break. Sats and Rat for the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports this Day. This is Sports Day for a Monday night. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so much happened over the over the weekend. And, of course, uh, so much happened this week as well with the Rugby World Cup and, of course, the Grand Final Qualifiers. We're going to get to a lot of your text messages here. But before we do that, we've got a great tip. Here on Sports Day for the leg up, Australia's fastest growing tipping service. Oh, love a, love a tip. Okay, so this is one to keep an eye on. It's mm. listed to race Saturday 30th of September, so it's listed, yep. not guaranteed. Yeah, in the flight yet. stakes, yep. Okay. Yep. Now, the horse's name is Unique Ambition, and it's listed to race at the VRC Oaks, 9th of November. Now, the reason why I keep an eye on this is because third career start, still carrying a maiden tag, has been luckless in a couple of races, but unique ambition is a stay. And of course, the the VRC Oaks is a twenty four hundred, a twenty five hundred race as mm. well. So it's worth keeping an eye on. We're going to continue to to remind you, and so you can keep track of unique ambition for the leg up as well. So imagine what you could be buying instead as well. Get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fastest growing tipping service, the leg up. That's thelegup.com.au. Let's get some of your text messages on mm. 0457 736 736 8833. 
for the Kiwis. The Broncos-Warriors match should be played at Allianz, not Suncorp. And at 5pm, not 7pm, to cater for the New Zealand viewers. Yeah, I, I do agree with you, Adrian, in relation to the time. Um, probably not so much the the stadium. The NRL has gotten the final so wrong with a pathetic 13,000 crowd at Shark Park to a lame entertainment on grand final day. I don't, I don't care about entertainment. Oh, on I do, sir. It's about the, it's about the event. No. It's the, it's the entire event. It's the encompassing event. <laughs> Haven't you seen where the world's gone nowadays? <laughs> like, look at what they do at the Super Bowl. Look at like, I know we're not America and we're, yeah. we're not going to do that sort of mm. stuff, but mate, we should. It should be, a, a, it should be something special. Lot like, the lot the Optus TV breaking yeah, exactly. in half. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Like surely we can, you know. The I AFL mean, always gets a global superstar. Yeah, meatloaf was good. Uh, the NRL, like Sats, has a small-minded mentality and doesn't see grand final as an event. Go figure, mm. Adrian. You know what? There you go. Well, Dean from Newcastle he says, "Hey, hang boys, on a, hang on a oh, second. Oh, just one text. small-minded. He's called me small-minded sometimes, Adrian. <laughs> no, that's a bit. That's a bit harsh." Small-minded. Off you go. Yeah. Well, Ga- well Dean from Newcastle <laughs> says, put Hastings, Saifidi and Lachlan Fitzgibbon would have been a different game but not a different resu- result. Well done to the Wires. Yeah, that's good. Good from a Newcastle fan. This is uh, from Bolo. He says, Rat, I'm with you. Filthy about Wallaby loss. We got shown up for where we're at. It was 5 a.m. before I got to sleep. I started an hour <laughs> after the game so, so I could skip through the BS. That is... Uh, the TMO and all the other stoppages that's now killing the game. We were insipid. Rugby in Oz is damaged goods. Leather Patch Brigade needs to sort it out or they'll continue to fade into obscurity. There is a lot of stoppages, isn't there? There is. You know yeah. what it is, though, mate? You, you know what they're, they're terrified about? Mm-hmm. And, and, I get, and, and it's, it's a head, head stuff. Any, you go anywhere near the head, they'll review it and they'll call it back. Like, you just clip someone across the head. I know. Which, oh, mate, they'll, and, mate, when you're, when you're driving low into a ruck or, a, like, it's, it's inevitable, right? Like, yep. I mean, I don't know how you, you get around it. Uh, finals, Chris, he says, the Broncos will be all over the Warriors like a cheap suit. <laughs> I think the Broncos will win easily. Sorry, but it's true. That's Chris. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you under, underestimate this Warriors team at your, your own peril, I think. Does Rat buy tickets to the grand final, Chris? No way, Chris. There's no way in the world Rat would buy tickets I've, to the grand I've final. I've been to one grand final, <laughs> and that was – actually, I've been to two. The one I went to was um, when I retired, and they they sort of make you parade around. Um, they make you, but, yeah, you know, they ask you to. Yep. And then um, the Sharks grand final in 2016. And I bought – no, I didn't buy tickets, actually. I was a guest of the Sharks. Oh, well, there you mm. go. Funny, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I sat must be nice. Rat and Danny – Who's Danny? Why are you Danny? Daddy. Oh, Daddy. Yeah, this is Sporty Gav. Uh, I think it's unfair that the Broncos get the prelim final at their home ground. The game should be held in a neutral ground so that both teams have equal advantages. Both teams have had their home ground advantages during this final series from Sporty Gav. And I suppose that's what Brian Fletcher, the the CEO, or the group CEO at, at Panthers is saying, is that, well, we've got to play at a neutral ground, which is Stadium Australia. The rules state that you get a local home final, and then it moves to the biggest stadium, the biggest stadium within your within your city. And with so many teams outside of Sydney now, you've got the Suncorp Stadium, which is the biggest in Queensland. So, mm. Mm. yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone in the... Yeah, I don't well, think anyone else are going to play it, though? I'm, well, I'm, I don't think anyone from 5th to 8th deserve a home 
It's the final. Yeah. Myself. I sort of tend to agree with Adrian in a sense there that anyone from fifth to eighth, they should all go to the same they should all go to the same stadium. But if Melbourne finished top four in recent years and they're in the same position, they've always played at Amy Park. Yeah. There's no difference to the Broncos playing at Suncorp. If you're in the top four, if you're in the top two, you deserve you deserve to get those mm. Well Panthers simply just don't have the facilities. Mm. It's as simple as that. For a big enough crowd. Yeah, cop that. Yeah. Boom. Now, before we get to the break, Bradman Best, Carlin Ponga, Nat Butcher. Well done, Nat Butcher. He's had a great year this year. Lindsay Collins, James Tedesco, all added to the Kangaroos extended squad yep. as well. Let's get to the break. After the break, last laugh. And also, we'll finish off with your text. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. We're in the final straight. So mm. let's get to some of your text messages before we get to the finish yeah, of the show. Their last text. laugh, which is obviously the best part of the show. Yeah, right. Text from 958. Hey, boys, I don't care if the Wallabies best... 25 or over 40, you play to win, don't discriminate. That's what life's about, treating everyone on merit, regardless of age or culture. Eddie Jones is a disgrace. Mm. Gundy Guna, he says, Rat, 100% agree with you, mate, from Gundy Guna. That'd be in relation to my rugby union rant before. Nathan from Bora Ridge says, My team, the Knights, had a tremendous year and we're definitely outplayed by the Wars. Up the Wars, hope they go well. I'm lumping. I don't know, what, I, I don't know whether that was uh, or something about, I think it's Ashley Klein. Maybe, but it might have been on Apple CarPlay, you know, mm. when you're trying to, yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get it out. Mark says on finals, he says, I'm a, I'm a Force Channel 9 watcher. I hate the 405 kickoffs all year. No game these days goes exactly 80 minutes plus half time. There's no time for after game interviews to hear the atmosphere of the crowds. They go straight to the news. They have an hour lead up to 4 p.m. Why not start 15 to 30 minutes earlier? Mm. It's a good point. Yeah, it is it's a, a good really point. good point. Mm. And Ron Barassi, yeah, you're right there. Danger. Yeah, danger. Rest in peace, Ronnie Barassi, one of the legends of the AFL. (laughs) On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. He's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. What do you call an overweight psychic? A fortune teller. A fortune teller. That's all right. We'll be broadcasting tomorrow night live from World Gym Australia, one of our great partners uh, for Sats and Rat. Thank you for joining us on a Monday night. Daddy Vass, thank you very much. Thanks, boys. And you, the callers and listeners as well. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for texting in, not only here in Australia, but also across the ditch. This is Sports Day with Sats and Rat on a Monday night. I'm not going to yell tomorrow. tomorrow. (laughs) I'm not going to yell tomorrow. (laughs) 